Well, hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the Old Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Old Fire. At Old Fire, we specialise in helping organisations get the most from their virtual teams through helping them to understand how team members interact. So this is episode number 26 and today we're going to be talking about the costs of communication failures, taking a look at who is responsible for communications within virtual teams, how failures happen and why why it matters when a failure occurs. As with all of our podcasts, there is an accompanying blog article on the Ulfire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're over there, feel free, of course, to take a look at our other articles and have a bit of a look in terms of what uh, what the business offers. So communication failures in organisations are things that happen all the time. They happen in small scale, they happen in large scale, but you can pretty well guarantee that in any organisation where there are more than more than two people employed and where clients are involved and where suppliers may or may not be involved, there will be failures of communication. On Dependent on the type of the project and the type of the business, Failures in communication can result in rework, they can result in rejection rates that are higher than necessary for uh, for product, they can result in blowouts to schedules, cost overruns, and, um, and one of the worst ones is a higher than normal involuntary turnover of personnel. So people simply just get unhappy working in, in organisations where communications aren't functioning and decide they're going to try and work somewhere else in the hopes that this other place will be a better place and that the uh, communications there will be more um, more structured. All of these issues, however, result in a drain on the bottom line to the business. They distract senior management, they distract middle management, they distract the junior personnel within an organisation. They can frustrate clients, they can frustrate suppliers as well. So getting your communications right is a critical part of having a functioning organisation. So the the people that really have to take responsibility for communications, I mean, it's easy to say that it's the managers and it's the leaders of the business. And in many ways, yes, they are ultimately responsible for what happens within their organisation. But it's more than just the leaders of the business. The leaders, they have a responsibility to make sure that the coordination happens, that they're sharing with their employees and with their personnel where the business is going, what the objectives are, what they're trying to achieve. They also set a lot of the spoken and unspoken guidelines for how communications will function, simply because they model a lot of what happens. So if you've got leaders of a business who are always seen by their subordinates to be arguing or in disagreement, that is going to filter through and people will start to possibly even to replicate that in their own behaviours. Within the middle street strata of an organisation, the project managers and the business managers, They also need to be very, very good communicators. They have to not just communicate 
things downwards to their personnel, but they also have to be able to communicate effectively upwards to their managers, keep their managers informed of what's happening and influence their managers when they need to make changes and when they need to get finance for work that they're undertaking. Then, of course, the the worker bees of a business, the, the project team members, the direct employees, the people who come to work and do their job and go home, they're not there managing large groups of people. They're there to do a task. Their coordination and their communication is absolutely, once again, critical to the way that a business functions. They have to be able to talk to one another. They have to be able to talk to one another across geographic and time boundaries if they're working in a virtual team environment. And they have to be able to talk to their managers and keep their managers informed in terms of what's happening, where they need assistance and uh, any challenges and issues that they may be encountering. Things that can cause communication failures, we've highlighted a few on the uh, on the article here. There are There are four principal ones that we've identified. First one is wrong time, wrong place. So basically what we're talking about here is you've got an organization which is spread across multiple time zones. And if that time zone spread extends beyond the point where you would have an overlap of normal working time. So typically this would be 9, 10, 11, 12 time zones. In that instance, it becomes harder and harder for personnel to communicate. Their communication goes from being verbal and simple verbal, where they can pick up the telephone or go onto a a video chat of some description and have a conversation, through to needing to be more structured, more written communications or verbal communications outside of hours for one of the people. As time goes by, what tends to happen, therefore, within these particular groups is people defer communications. So they'll say, oh, look, I won't ring you every day. I won't email you every day. I'll save it up and I'll email you twice a week or we'll talk on the telephone once a week. And then once a week becomes once every two weeks and then once every four weeks. And before you realize it, people have actually stopped communicating. And when that happens, just that breakdown, that that gap in communication, things will start to happen without people being aware of it. Um, Changes will happen within projects, changes will happen within businesses, and the person who needs to know about it may not find out until too late, until the... the, um, the impact of those changes start to be to start to be seen, by which time money has been spent, schedule has been committed, product may have been produced, and it's too late to make a change without it costing the business. So you need to be very careful when you're working across these extended time zone differences to make sure that the communications continues and continues in a regular, open and structured way. The second item that we refer to is communicating with strangers. This is where you've got um, people who are working virtually who don't really know one another. They don't have a relationship in place with the people that they're working with and they may have not actually spent the time or had the opportunity within the business to build those relationships. If you don't have some level of personal relationship between one another for these organisational structures, it is it makes it harder. It really does make it harder to have and to maintain a, uh, a common bond and a feeling of trust and for people to actually feel like they're all working together. So it's very important that you try and avoid having 
too many strangers needing to communicate with one another, that people have systems and processes in place where they can learn to get to know each other better at times when they're not working under stress so they can get to um, get to build some relationships that are that are there and robust ready for when they need them for uh, for, for hard times the third point that we refer to is uh, is language barriers this is really really self-explanatory but if you've got people working where they may not have even a time zone difference they may be working um, in a north-south border difference um, but they may be working in different languages they may be working say in Europe where they've got uh, national borders no time differences but again very strong language differences if language is a barrier between different offices things start can start to become very difficult very quickly people will either avoid communicating or find communication very complex and very difficult when they have to work in in language that they're not comfortable and not familiar with. So you'll find that people will become socially isolated. They'll be on a telephone call with a number of other offices. They may be the only person who doesn't speak the project language as a native language or as a strong language. So they'll tend to listen rather than speak. They'll find that they don't understand a lot of what's being discussed. And things, again, communication will start to fail. So you need to go to a lot of pains and a lot of effort to make sure that the language barriers are addressed within the way that your organisation is structured and managed. Then the fourth point that we refer to in the article is is when you're working across cultures. And culture, again, can be a very challenging area for a lot of people. It's very easy when you're working with people from a different culture simply to assume that because they're different to you, that they are wrong, where in reality they're simply different to you. There's nothing right or wrong in terms of different cultures. People simply have different backgrounds and different perspectives of life. They, re- they grow up in different environments. They, s- they experience different forms of social conditioning. They learn their jobs in a different working structure. But they're just different. They're not right. They're not wrong. They're simply different. And people need to embrace and understand that those differences exist so that they can become more effective when they're working across Um, in virtual teams so the ways to avoid these things plan plan again keep planning and continue to plan never assume that anything is fixed and is not going to be a problem always be on the lookout for issues that may be going to occur try where possible to um, to head issues off always try to be a very open and um accessible communicator make sure that you tell people what you think and what you know but obviously do it in a polite way don't uh, don't be abusive and don't be too harsh with people maintain a accept a level of ambiguity but maintain a very open and very sharing and very collaborative way to work and of course there are so many other ways that things that these people can uh, can build better communications. I also, of course, expect that at time from time to time there will be failures in your communications, and when it happens, you need to be prepared to act. You need to be prepared occasionally to replace people if they're in clearly in the wrong roles. You also need to be prepared to invest in people's development and training to give them the cultural understanding that they need to give them the 
support for languages if they have them, to help them build better relationships with their virtual colleagues, and also to understand the tools that they have available to them when they're working across multiple time zones, when they're uh, when they may not always be at work at the same time. So I hope this has been a useful and informative article for you. Um, feel free, of course, to uh, to pop over to the Ulfire website. So that's www.ulfire.com.au. Have a look at the uh, organisation that we have there. Have a look at some of our articles. And, of course, subscribe to our podcast feed and um, and to our newsletter if you're interested. So thank you very much. Thank you.